Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. I don't know if I got all that, but some ra awesome. Road Rage Redfield here on the Real Flex Podcast. <laughs> How's it going, Cody? Good. Welcome to episode... It's 150? 40? I don't know. 148, maybe? I don't know. I just I put them in. I don't really know the, the total count. I have, a, I, have a, I have a lot of other things to keep track of in my life right now. I can't. I just can't do this. Yeah, we're all a little busy. I mean, I'm busy. You know, you know. I have a job. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but I'm just busier. That's wildly debatable, but okay. I mean, you can't really debate facts. Tell that to President Donald Trump. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> Can so I I, I kind of didn't want to start the episode this way, but since you said that, I think we have to. Amorosa. What about her? She's had an interesting day. Has she? So we found out a little while ago, we found out yesterday that in um, her new book, she has a book coming out, which is exactly what Trump people want, is to read a book. Uh, not not people like Trump himself, just his followers. They just don't read long form, uh, you know. Um, Welcome oh. to our left-leaning podcast, Real Flicks. We're not leaning. We're all the way. Oh, We're pretty far. Pretty far over there. But Amaro's is releasing a new book, and one of the... When somebody releases a book like this, Michael Wolf did it with Fire and Fury. The Mooch, I'm sure, will do it. Uh, you release like little tidbits to get people talking about it, and then you just kind of like leave a little trail of breadcrumbs, and then you know people buy the book hopefully. Um, and in her book, she, people were told by probably by her that she had recorded conversations with the president, and she had like you know bugged him, not bugged him, but just had her cell phone rolling while he was talking, and like that was going to be the basis for some of the book. And so today, the breadcrumb, and it was a pretty big crumb, was that she apparently, one of her jobs in the White House, just like just like in the Bush and Clinton presidencies, was to find out if there a tape existed of Trump repeatedly saying the N-word <laughs> during, during, during the Apprentice filming. Um, so that's one of the things. So today... At one point today, she, her, it was reported that her book said that she didn't find the tape, but she talked to somebody who had heard it, who told her what it said. And then a, little, a few hours later, it came out that she had heard it? So she's just kind of all over the place. But two of her allegations or anecdotes or whatever about the Trump White House I thought were especially interesting. One of which is that he clashed with the longtime White House, like, director like some up the guy who like is responsible for the upkeep of the house you know like maids and um furniture and crap like that apparently he and trump sparred quite a bit over whether or not trump could install a tanning bed in the residence no stop that's a joke it <laughs> might be she says there is one but there's no confirmed uh, uh, there's no confirmed tanning bed that is they is 100 percent there but she says there is <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's ridiculous. But isn't it just ridiculous enough to be true? Yes, that's the worst part about it. Because <laughs> he does some sort of like, a, a, like a, something to do with appearances, like some like regimen he does in the morning to look like the way he looks. Reverse, the, the reverse raccoon on vacation kind of look. 
the other the other one is far more interesting, I think, and would be hysterical if it's true. Apparently, one day in the White House, Omarosa <laughs> escorted Michael Cohen, you know, that Michael Cohen, yep. to to the Oval Office, and she went in, she brought him in, you know, opened the door, let him in, all that stuff, and she, she came to get him once he was done, and when she opened the door as he was about to leave, she saw Trump take a piece of paper, put it in his mouth, and start chewing it, and then possibly swallowing it. <laughs> Your reaction. <laughs> Why? What the fuck? No, but here's what's interesting. The thing that's interesting is, a little while ago, this is confirmed, by the way. This is 100% real. The people involved in this say it happened. They've spent time doing it. Apparently, when Trump is done with the piece of paper, he rips it into shreds. And, like, and a, one of the, re, one of the par, like, things of the presidential record something law is that every piece of paper, basically, that the president interacts with or touches or looks at or reads is stored, like, for a presidential library or something like that and just for the for records and transparency and all that and apparently there's two guys whose job it's been to take the little scraps of paper and put them back together so what if trump got word of that and then he just started Start eating, eating oh my god that is ridiculous but again just ridiculous enough yeah. to be true I'm so triggered <laughs> that's ridiculous this guy is just... What is he? It's a joke. Like, he's, he's kidding, right? This is... <laughs> it's just a j- joke. It's gotta be a joke. There's no way that he's a serious president. No, there isn't. But that's what that's the joke. I'm gonna have to teach about this guy someday. Someday? Aren't you already? No. No? I only make it to Bush Jr. Senior. What do... Bush I know, Jr. Bush Jr. I know teachers in the past, I don't, when I was in school, a lot of, like, for social studies and history was a lot. We did talk about, or at least reference current events to, like, help us understand what we're learning about in terms of history or oh, something, no, yeah, something like what, that. That's what good teachers do. I never said I was a good teacher, though. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, but what I'm saying is, these days especially, when uh, rurally there are a lot of people who are just let's say dismissive of the idea of teachers and of the idea of history then maybe do you think are teachers a little bit less or more i guess more hesitant to approach current events at risk of parents of idiot parents saying oh you're trying to doctorate my kid that's always a yeah a possibility um yeah, it doesn't bother me i'll do it whatever i want but what would you say if, if a parent if you just told a kid that yeah trump fired the, the director of the FBI he told NBC it was because of the Russia investigation and he's being he could he might be charged with obstruction of justice for for that and for other things and the parent said why are you talking about son all this bullshit about James Comey I know that it's just fake news it's up for NBC and CNN father what's wrong with you what would you say what would you say that say I got that off Fox News <laughs> um leave me alone <laughs> I'm just trying to do my job why is that trying to indoctrinate our kids? Tell us it's literal bullshit. It's not. I'd get frustrated. I'd probably have to hang up the phone. I would be unprofessional, probably. What if they came in person? I'd say, listen, just, if you don't want your kid to learn actual things that are happening, then pull them from school, homeschool them. If you want to raise an idiot, then raise an <laughs> idiot. Just let this kid learn something. you got good bedside manner. I don't. <laughs> Uh, wow. Good good talk. I can't I can't help can't help but wonder what could have been on that piece of paper that Trump ate. 
allegedly. <laughs> Just a, a drawing that he did, probably. <laughs> Trump draws, yeah. This isn't good enough. I gotta... I gotta start again. Something. I don't even know what it'd be up. I know. I know. I say this a lot, but I. I do think it is quite fascinating to be living right now and to be experiencing all this firsthand. Because, like, my grandkids, if I have them, are going to be learning about this from us, and they're going to be looking at it in probably the same way as we did with maybe not our parents, but maybe grandparents about the Nixon, you know, Watergate investigation. Watergate investigation. They're gonna be looking at the same way of like, really, you guys let this go on for three years before you actually did anything? Like, what the hell? There was so much. It was so obvious what was going on. Listen, it was different back then. The news was fake. I didn't know what to do. Now, but don't let this color how you view Baron Trump, President Baron Trump, because he's doing a fine job in the in the White House. Probably will. that kid's gonna be alpha as hell I, when he grows up. I'm fascinated to see how he ends up, because odds are his dad's not gonna be around for much longer. Maybe like you know, Trump's 72 now, and he just he drinks coke. <laughs> he drinks coke like it's his job, and he golfs. That's all he does. He sleeps three hours a night, and he's always pissed off. So like. The clock's ticking with him, the so go. so like, ba- realistically, Baron could be like, you know, won't even get to college by the time it's just him and his mom, and then then who knows what he's gonna be like once he gets around people. I mean, the guy, the kid's gonna be just a, a like demolished wherever he goes by his peers. That is true, unless he changes his name. But even then, you just kind of know. You just have to look at the face and be like, ah, you got that weird kind of looks normal, but something about it's just off face of <laughs> that Trump is sort of. A ten-year-old now, relax. I'm picking on all of them. They all have weird faces. They do all have weird. Faces. There's nothing, nothing wrong with him. I'm, I hope he's an awesome kid. I hope that he, like, grows up and he's like, wow, my dad sucked, I and hope he he's like. A great president. Yeah. I hope he's the Quincy Adams to our John <laughs> Adams. The John Quincy Adams to our. How, how sad is it that not even five presidents in, we had basically ignored the entire principle of democracy and monarchies? He didn't. What are you talking about? We had we had a father and son president. Like, so what? Four, the, two he of the got, first five. He still got elected. Name brands work. I know, but still. Like, we just gotten rid of the, okay, well, I was king, and now my son's going to be king kind of a thing. We're like, what? So, and we just did it again. times four is 20 years out. Easy. I don't know. What, Barron or? No, John Quincy Adams. Oh, yeah. I think it makes sense. Now, Bush Sr. and then Bush Jr., that's too close for me. That makes me uncomfortable. Oh, it's only one president buffer. Yeah, that's a that's one. Um, Two Bushes surrounding a Clinton. <laughs> Just like in real life. Boo. Yeah, Sit down. Get off the stage. Sorry. It's bad. Uh, no, I'd, I'm I'm hopeful for Baron Trump. I, I don't know. I think... I don't know. He'll make a good congressman someday. Yeah. Or I think, dictator. One of the two. I think if things go the way that they most likely might, I don't know, will go, then it could be... It could get to the point where he has, like, a business or something. Like, he continues the Trump name, but the only way that he's going to be able to be successful being a Trump business person is to distance himself as much as he can. Yeah. And then, like, if he writes a book where he's just like, ah, here's all the crazy, evil stuff my dad did and I hate him, and everybody's like, okay, Baron's all right. He's He got out of there. He got out of there, okay? 
Melani. Your ghost Raider doesn't like uh, <laughs> Trump. Melani won't care. She'll be like, I got my money. I got, I got out of this what I wanted. Got a good son. Got some cash. Don't have to talk to this freaky ghoul, Eric. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Creepy ghoul. Eric is a ghoul. They I don't are know. Both ghouls. That's hilarious. No, Don Jr. is a scoop neck. Eric's a ghoul. <laughs> Don Jr. has the weirdest chin slash upper torso area I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> did you ever see that skit they did on SNL with them with the Trump sons? Oh yeah, when they're on Weekend Update. Yeah, those are no, hysterical. No, they did it oh, no? open with them, and they were like doing a, a deep throat thing. A yeah, Nixon, I think I saw that one. Nixon one, not like. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and it's just, he was, Don Jr. was such a child, it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I never get tired of anybody making fun of Eric. Just he, whenever he's the punchline of any, like, monologue or something like that, it just, it kills me. He's just such a doofus. <laughs> such a doofus. I like that. That's a good word. I, I prefer ghoul, but doofus works. Doofus, doofus works okay. At least, you, at least you didn't grow up to be Eric. Like you could have a lot of bad stuff going on in your life, but you're you're not Eric. You know, they remind me of the Hardly Boys from South Park. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a huge clue. I'm getting a huge clue right. The now. Hardly Boys. <laughs> Mystery of the Year on the Third. Just the way they look reminds me of. Them. <laughs> oh yeah, they do have the the weird mouth thing. Yeah. Like the circle. Oh hi. Want to talk about movies? We are a movie. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> what movie news? I do like to think that it is good to not talk about politics because it's just everywhere. No, no matter everywhere you turn. About it for 15 minutes. I know, but not like too much. Like, do sprinkle it in because like every podcast you listen to, whether it's history, cooking, lifestyle, or whatever, or exercise, people not are talking about killer podcasts. Are there? Oh, there's a bunch. Okay. Uh, side recommend. There's a podcast by I believe Generation Y about um, the Zodiac Killer, not Ted Cruz, the the, the other the one. Real one. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. That's all I'll say. It's just they like this guy talks about some of these most recent. Because when there's like a when there's like a Zodiac Killer news story, like the news doesn't really look into the validity of the these claims very very much. They just like uh we need a good headline. Oh. Some guy wrote a book and he called his dad the Zodiac. Let's <laughs> run a fucking 30-second VO or whatever. Whatever, fuck it. And this guy, he, like, breaks down a couple of recent... My blanks with the Zodiac ones. And he talks about, like, why they're stupid and why they don't make sense. And then he kind of goes into who, through his research, he believes could possibly be uh, be the Zodiac. And it's, just, it's a really compelling hour. And I, I just love listening to people who know everything about their subject just talk about it. And the fact that it's... A serial killer just sort of makes it all the more interesting but um but yeah movies what's going on in movies right now fuck if i know that's your job i'm the reactor i'm not the person who does work on this podcast but what have you what have you heard it seems like it's been quiet what have i heard oh you said a bunch of shit in the group chat um family guys getting a movie nah no no it's not it is. It might. I don't want it though. Um, like, I'm I'm done with Seth MacFarlane's like show tunes and his like dance numbers. I just think it's so cringy. Like just you know, these we don't do these anymore for a reason, and it's just it comes off as a little schlocky. So just move on, please. Fair enough. Um, Man, it's really guys not that funny anymore. Got him. They're 
only funny episodes are their like bit ones like they did one a little while ago where they did like one of those three segment episodes where it was like eight minutes about turning books and stuff. yeah books this one was like doing telling the same story but as if it was made by a different director like tarantino was one yeah, of them which was a lot of fun they're trying to win an emmy or something oh yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no i know the one. no yeah that's different one the emmy one. one and they used to have like one bit episode every couple of seasons and the most recent season they had like four bit episodes so i was like Whew. um they let's have... see what else uh halloween is premiering at the toronto Inter- international film festival international tiff for short Tiffany Trump. Tiffany Trump. Let me get up. Let me get on to this. Let's keep talking about her. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. Josh is excited about it, but okay. So every film festival just about likes to have a like prestige world premiere kind of thing. Uh, I think for Cannes a couple years ago, it was Jupiter Ascending was like the big one. Wow. Mother had one of those. Uh, Halloween's getting one this year. They they're usually. I mean, if you're putting a movie in front of a critical audience like that, odds are you want it, you know that it's good and it's going to generate a bunch of buzz. So. Is that why they put Jupiter Ascending in front of it? No, they did that because they're idiots. Because <laughs> it was the Wachowskis. Oof. The, I think it was it was Lana and Andy by then. Now it's Lana and Andrea? Something like that? I like the Good for them, though. though. Like, I like The Matrix. I like all three of those movies. No, Matrix is... Matrix is a bad movie. Nope, it's not. It's a great It's a movie. bad movie. You're just a contrarian for some reason. Dark City's better. No, fuck off. Cloud Atlas is better. Cloud Atlas is a great movie, too. Cloud Atlas is so good. Didn't they make that? Yeah, they so made it. That's a good one. V for Vendetta? Produced. Still? <laughs> okay. Who directed that one? Uh, James McTeague, who's gone on to do nothing, even though that movie is amazing. That's where I would stop, too. No, but he kept trying. He didn't just call it. He's like, all right, well, I made a great movie. That's it. He, like, kept making movies. That's it's sad. It's um, very sad. Okay. So, oh, Idris Elba's Bond. Oh, maybe. Maybe? It's a maybe. It's not confirmed. No, but what do you want? What do you think? Oh, sure. That's fine. But he's old. Okay. But he's going to be really old. So is Pierce Brosnan. And but he's not Bond anymore. He wasn't, no, he wasn't that old. How old was he old tonight? Uh, I don't know. He's, like... It looks like he's in his late 50s now, and that GoldenEye was, what, 95? 93? He wasn't Bond for that long. How old is Daniel Craig? He's just turning 50. But he's been in the franchise, uh, what would be, like, 15 years by now. Because he's... First movie came out in 2006. Yeah. But he started filming, like, 05, and he was Bond in, like, 04. And then this one's gonna be out. 13 years, that's easy. That's fine. Um, like you should be fifty when you when you're done doing Bond, not when you start doing. Is he 50? He's forty five or forty six right now. Oh, that's not that old. Yeah, but they don't. They Bond doesn't like to do. They like to take time between their movies, their movies yeah. especially with a reboot. Like there was what seven years between the last Brosnan and the first Daniel Craig movie. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think they should get an unknown for it. I agree. Or hell, hire the kid from Dunkirk to. Okay. All I'd right. watch that movie. Maybe. I'd go Jack Loudon, preferably. Who's that? He was the other pilot. In... Oh, the blonde one? Yeah. He's good. He's so handsome. He's really good in that movie. Yeah. God, Dunkirk is so good. Why didn't you watch it? Dunkirk is really good. Watch it again. I'm good. For a little while. You just, you just need to watch Speaking it. of Dunkirk, Nolan, still no news on the new flick yet. How, how, how He's probably writing his magnum opus. Like... 
Yeah. His swan song. I hope he Swan song? What? If he, what? This is his last movie. No. And it's just like... Great. I don't know. What if he... T- <laughs> what if he makes an adaptation of the Bible? That's <laughs> not Mother. And is just universally loved. Would you end on that movie? No. I don't think he's going to do that. I But the fact that he is taking so long makes me think that... He's got something really awesome in plan. I hope it's like Interstellar 2. I would go Inception 2 before I go Interstellar 2. Because Leo's getting back into it. So, like, maybe Leo will want to go again. Those movies need a sequel. No, but, like, from somebody like Nolan? I don't know. He doesn't usually do sequels, and that's good. That's really good, I think. Yeah. I mean, Dark Knight trilogy, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. There's only two sequels. I know, but, like, Tom Hardy's huge right now. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's still mediocre, so you kind of just have to deal with that. DiCaprio is, like, post-Oscar now, so he's just doing going to be on a tear. Whatever he wants. Yeah, I, I'm so glad DiCaprio's going to be back next year. I can't wait to see him. He's in the Tarantino movie, right? Yeah. It's going to be so awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, just keep, I just feel like it's got to happen one of these days that we're going to find out about Nolan's next movie. I just want to know when. So I want it. It's been, what, two, almost two... No, it's only been a year since the last movie came out. Yeah. But, like, it came... But it came out, and then I'm sure he was busy doing press and stuff like that, and, you know, he had an, kind of an unexpected Oscar campaign, I'm sure, that he maybe was, like, not planning on cutting into his writing and stuff. So, maybe that's deleted, but... God, he's gotta have something. 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 I Help want me, it. brother. Give me a Nolan movies. Help, help. Uh, yeah. Fincher, I'm also waiting on for... What's his last movie? Gone Girl. <laughs> that movie came out like five years ago. Yeah, it was 14. Oh. He, went, he went like, I think, where'd he go? He went Benjamin Button and uh, Dragon Tattoo, like back to back. And then he jumped into Gone Girl. And then he just... Dis- no, he didn't, then he did House of Cards for a while. And then he did Gone Girl. And then now... He's doing that FBI movie that... Or not FBI, the TV show on Netflix. I don't care about. <coughs> I'm glad you put the mic over for me to cough into. I, I, I just want to make sure we get everything. Get the full experience. But he's still he's still apparently going to do World War Z. Stop, just cancel that movie. No one gives shit. I do. Why? I like World War Z. World War Z is a shitty movie. It's a good movie. No. It's a very... Garbage. It's boring. You're boring? No. Oh. Yeah, I'm very boring. Very boring. But World War Z. I'm not as boring as World War Z was. Boo. That movie sucks. It's so good. It was so slow. It's so good. Don't listen to him. It's really that good. shit in Korea made no sense. It was just... Korea? Yeah, part of the movie takes place in South Korea. Oh, at the, at the airstrip? Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Oh. It was a fun scene. The guy shot himself in the head by yeah. tripping. Like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty new move. That's... No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Move on. Fincher, be better. You're doing fine, baby. You're I miss you. You are very smart, and I love you. Uh, Dark Knight screening. Are you going to make one? Yeah, you going to let me stay at your apartment? I mean, all I have is a room. You have a couch? Do you want us... I don't actually have a couch. You're not going to have a couch in your apartment? No, no, no. I'm in a... My apartment is, like... Uh, I don't know. You walk... You sort of walk in, and then there's just a hallway. Uh, on the left, there's a 
bathroom, a kitchen, and then a bedroom or two. And then on the right, there's a few more bedrooms, and that's it. You but don't, You don't have a living area? No, I don't. That's ridiculous. But I'm only paying... Uh, do I want to say how much I pay in rent? Do I want? Yeah, I might as well. I'm only paying nine fifty in rent, which is a few hundred dollars under my budget. So it's like this is kind of like a starter place while I save. So I, cause like I went to look at apartments the other day. Some of the fees, the the, the broker fees, four thousand dollars. Fuck off. I literally like, like I, you know that blinking guy gif. Yeah. Of like the blonde guy. I did that every single time one of the real estate agents I was was told me the fee. And, like, I almost knew, like, I, I had scheduled, what was it, six apartment viewings, and then one, the last viewing was going to be this one. So I had, like, f- I was dealing with four different agents, and I was, like, I didn't really understand the idea of a fee. Like, I thought it would be maybe a 1000 bucks, you know, 1500 max, which oh, I can live with. That makes normal. sense. Just use um, apartments.com or Craigslist. Yeah. That's- no, but, <laughs> but once I realized that all of them were had a fee to go with them i just like knew i was like oh shit i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna be able to afford you know a month's you know first and last month to rent deposit and a broker fee that's just insane that's like that's like seven or eight grand to be honest with you it's just nuts i was like not happening and (laughs) so get better new york city yeah well i i could have been better looking for an apartment but it's my first time i'm just let's stay a little to syracuse instead yeah no, no, I don't want to be in Syracuse. About I know, but every time I would go to view an apartment, I knew I was wasting this person's time, and they're real estate agents, so they're trying so hard. So it's really funny. It was so I kind of was messing with them a little bit, but not too much, and, and then ultimately I just kind of went to a place, and I was like, oh, this is great, and then I, you know, secured it that night, so I didn't even need to go see any of that other stuff, but. They've been calling me intermittently throughout the last few days, trying to get me to come down and check out another place. It's like, oh, this one's twenty-seven hundred a month on the Lower East Side. I was like, oh, it has a fee? It doesn't have a fee? They're like, no, no, it has a fee. I was like, eh, I'm not interested. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And all I had to do was go on to Apartments.com and call my place. And I'm living in Seneca. Seneca Falls. Shit. I'm living in New York. Best place of birthplace of feminism. New York, birthplace of... 725. Birthplace... And my apartment is probably twice the size of your whole apartment. And I think that's oh, what you my, my bedroom is probably half the size of one of your bedrooms. <laughs> or maybe your kitchen, even. It is so tiny, but it's perfect. 15-minute walk to work, 20-minute walk to Times Square, subway is right nearby. It's perfect. It's a wonderful place. I'm so happy. I can't wait. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks! And it's by a bunch of, like, sort of ethnic food places, so it just smells so good. All the time. All the time. Like, it's, it smells like chicken, just all the time. It's really nice. The whole chicken. Like, cooked. Just raw marinated. chicken, just walking around. <laughs> Saying, well, fuck me. Oh, it, I just want to get a marionette, and then I'll just, like, have the chicken. Just make it, Should make I it dance. Decorate your room? With a TV. No posters? I'm not much of a poster guy. No YouTube posters? No. no. I mean, I have, like, things... I don't have posters. I have, like, f- frames and, like, things that you hang on a wall. But I don't feel like doing the whole, you know, make a hole in the wall and hang something kind of thing. I probably wouldn't do that either. Like, it's just... Get, like, a real place to live. It's just going to be a place where I sleep. Like, when I'm not working, I'll be out in a movie or I'll be at the gym or doing some book club or 
you know, fighting some homeless guy. What? Huh? What did you say? I said buying a girlfriend. Buying one? Yeah. You think I'm going to buy New yeah, York? You is. rent in New York. <laughs> you rent, Cody. <laughs> Good one. It's a temporary rental. That's where my relationships are. I'd say that right when I start. Listen, honey. <laughs> I get real misogynistic with it. I didn't sign a lease for this long. Hey, dollface, I'm just <laughs> renting. <laughs> you want a ring? I mean, isn't that what dating is? It's renting until you decide to buy. Right? Oh Am I wrong? God. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong, there Cody. No women on this podcast. Have we? Have I? Have you talked to a woman before? Have I? I don't think I have. You definitely didn't write before coming on this podcast. Um, no, I've never spoken to a woman, <laughs> except for my mom. Love my mom. Moms are the best. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Moms are great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Who's but your yeah. best mom? I mean, Melania. Yeah. Who'd win in a fight? Fist fight. Oh. Um, oh. Melania in gardening gear. Okay. Or Michelle Obama getting a portrait here. I mean Michelle. Have you seen her arms? She's shredded. She's so ripped. <laughs> say what movie we're gonna go see. We're Black Klansman. We're almost at the mall. Yeah, we're gonna go see Black Klansman. We're a f- few minutes away now. Spike Lee thoughts. Do you have any? I like Spike Jones better. But isn't it crazy we have two directorial spikes two in the world? Spikes, and they're both really good. Yeah. Spike Jones made her one of my favorite movies ever made. But has he made anything since? I don't know. He's made a bunch of music videos. Nice. I always get him... I don't get him, like, in the name, I guess, confused, but just in essence with Wes Anderson. Yeah, that's fair. And I... I but the I other day... I, I don't think Wes Anderson could ever make her. No, 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 no. Not not in that way, no. But he could... If he Wes Andersoned it and directed it his he way, could, he, could, yeah, he could handle the, the themes. And the themes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, no, I just... The other day, I was thinking, I was like, oh, wow, I haven't really seen a Spike Jones movie in a while because I just saw some of Wolf of Wall Street on TV which was hysterical um, with all the bleeps and add-ins that they do. I was like, oh wait, I just saw Isle of Dogs. It's like, oh no, that's Wes Anderson. Damn it. They're both kind of the same guy though. But I like them. Spike Jones. Spike, no, Spike Lee. Lee. Shit. Fuck. Racist, dude. Have you seen any of his movies? What other movies has he made? Malcolm X. Nope. Inside Man. I think I've seen that. Chirac. Never heard of that one. Uh, God, I'm the worst. White? No, not White Man Can't Jump. He Got Game, I think? Heard of that one. I don't, I don't know much about Spike Jones. The only one I know I've seen... Spike Lee. Uh, the, See, we're the worst. The worst. I shouldn't have brought him up. That was insane. <laughs> I, Sorry. The only one that I know that I've seen that I really, really liked... One of my favorite heist movies ever is Inside Man. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Denzel and Clive Owen. I that is I amazing. Saw that, I saw that before I could understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like cognitively right. so I didn't really get it I should watch that again I know he made that. I know him from sports he's always talking he's always at like Nick's games and he's yelling at people and you know being Spike Lee and all that but I don't know much about him as a director so this is pretty much the f- second experience most likely I'm ever going to have with a guy ever I, that I have had so far Not, I'm sure he's got plenty more movies left in him but an interesting guy he does he kind of skirts around commercial a lot. He likes to do things that are sellable, but not like humongous Oscar movies. And I, I respect that about him. But apparently this one is 
this year's Get Out. Is, is that what you've heard? No. I just Jordan Peele is producing it, so. That's true. That is true. So maybe. That'll get some extra coin. You is the one I've heard that is. <sighs> uh, You're going to have to wait for that one on rental. I think it's out of the theaters now. It's still in. Oh, it is? Minneapolis. Oh, it's in Minneapolis? Yeah, oh, okay. Movie theater in central New York. Please pay. But. Yeah. It's so great. It's so great. Why are we watching it in Cinemapolis? Because it, it was busy. That's true. It's okay, though. Cinemapolis, it'll, it'll be there. I'm going to miss it. That's one of the things I miss most about There's central New York. There's a is, million, like, famous indie theaters in New York. Yeah, but none of them are my Cinemapolis. None of them have the popcorn. None of them have... None of them have the please pay us a membership. Yes, that's all, that also. Please, please give us sponsorships and stuff. None of them, to my knowledge, have the smiling faces of the Cinemapolis crew. Smiling faces. Or the the weird indie Ithaca people who do that is strange things with their appearances just for the sake of doing a strange thing with their appearance. We think you might be the man to open things up. Transformer, I think. It's light. No. All right. No. Hit him, hit him. Look out, we're gonna hit you. Oh. Who am I speaking to? This is David Duke, Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That baby park. God, that's right not What can I do? Get it. Well, so easy. You're probably like the I best Parker Jews. I've ever seen. I know. Mine, behind Peter. We, so, let's go in. With my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. The KKK is planning an attack. How do you propose to make this investigation? We'll establish contact over the phone. We'll need a white officer to play me when they meet face to face. You for the white race, Ron? Oh, hell yeah. So there becomes a combined Ron Stallworth. Can you do that? With the right white man, we can do anything. Well. That was something. Sure was. Yes. <laughs> Some something. What about him? From what? I'm not laughing. Well, there's some of that. There's a lot of funny parts. Just, the white guilt, though? That last, what, two minutes gutted me. I'd never seen that footage before until today. I saw some of the protests, like, or some of the like fighting stuff, but not the car sort of going into the crowd of people yeah, before. That was not okay. That was rough. But Black Klansman, overall, what do you think? Very good. Great. Loved it. It was a great movie. What did you think? Uh, frustrating a little yep. bit. Um, I just feel like the movie was a little kind of sloppy and too long, definitely. Um kind of I don't think it told the best story that it probably could have and the acting was inconsistent let's just say racist no that's not what I'm hearing right now I didn't care for the main guy I don't know his name I can't I don't don't remember it I forgot to look it up before he started rolling sad um, but he didn't really sell the movie for me that uh, particularly well. 
and I don't know. Just say it. You're racist. <laughs> it's okay. No. You were on David Duke's side. You were on Topher Grace's side. Entire well, I'm always on Topher Grace's side, but not David Duke. Those are very strong distinctions I like to make. But no, like, you know, later... Uh, spoilers, obviously, because who cares? We already spoiled it. Yeah. Later in the movie, they get to a scene where he has to be David Duke's security detail. And the guy's like, oh, well, you've been doing your, um, what did he say? You've been doing your something and you've do, been doing your jive voice forever. Uh-huh. And I thought the the way that he had talked and, like, there's the way his acting style was, like, a choice, kind of. And that that's just what, it's just how he acted. But it got to the point where it's a, where came in the movie it's like okay well here's your chance to act you know shed the skin and be a different person and like talk jive to throw them off so they don't so duke doesn't realize you're the one who's been he's been talking to on the phone and he didn't and i was like is he just not a good actor or like what happened here maybe he can't actually speak jive that those are the movies words by the way yes shit yeah you're right I think I made that clear. I just wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he was very good, but... He wasn't the best. Um, his love interest wasn't that mind-blowing either. But Adam Driver was great. Yeah, I felt their whole storyline was just... It felt undercooked. Like, it, it had the, it had all the beats of a kind of crime movie romance sort of where the, eventually the the love interest like becomes part of the main plot that's what i saw when i saw the trailer last weekend um at the Mapolis. that's what i thought was gonna happen no i think it did happen i just don't yeah. i did i just i must have i went to well, no back. like they meet at the rally then they um interact a little bit and then they he kind of reveals to her his big secret and then she comes into play with the final act so to speak and then they she wasn't doing anything there i know i'm just saying but like that that's the kind of that's a pretty typical like love story kind of a thing like love story kind of an arc but i don't know there's something just felt kind of missing from it Uh, i don't know if it was story-wise or just performance-wise or what it was but that particular angle uh of the movie just didn't really work for me for some reason and i just think this this probably could have been pared down by like 10 minutes and maybe cut some scenes all outright and elaborate on some others at the end it kind of returned to the king a little bit there was like (laughs) three endings there that i saw and approximately none of them really made sense none of them panned out and then they cut to disgusting footage that i didn't want to watch that i didn't watch on purpose same but every scene of the greatest showman Oof. <laughs> no one made you watch that movie. I no, that's true. That's true. Well, movie pass technically did because I it was such a steal. God damn it! That's still my biggest mistake with movie pass was not seeing Coco. Wait, what? Coco? Why are you Why are you talking about Coco? Which was still in the theater. Oh, instead of Great. Oh, yeah, you saw a Great Showman instead of it. I had the choice between the Greatest Showman and Yikes. Coco. Watch it. I didn't. I went and watched The Greatest Showman and hated every second of it. It's a bad call. It's a bad. But movie. it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Bad. 
know. I'm still interested in doing a commentary on that, by the way. I would love to. You're the one who says you don't want to. I, I think... I would love to do a scene-by-scene scene with that one. Uh, scene-by-scene scene would be... Fun as yeah, hell. would be... Bonus episode? Hey, maybe. We'll give it a, we'll give it a, a shot. That's a hard pass from Mason. No, no, no. I, I'd be open to it. I just want to make sure it's funny. Like, I need to watch the movie again and, Ugh, like, take notes and make sure... Part. I don't want to give them any more money. I can wring some <laughs> some Comedy co- quality jokes and bits out of the I mean, whole thing. have been doing it for eight months now, so... That's true. That's true. I have all... Maybe all... Is it on Netflix? It's not, it should be on Netflix. If they're, if it's not on Netflix, they're making a big mistake. You should be paying people to see it. But anyway... But anyway... Let's talk about The Greatest Show... No... <laughs> the Black, Black Klansman. They <laughs> do sound so great to show him Black Klansman. Um, another thing, and this is something that we both, I don't know if we, I don't know if we've rolled our eyes at it, but we definitely took note of how, <laughs> how just overbearing it was. But, jeez, Spike Lee really wanted you to know that this movie is about Trump. Yeah, yeah. There were multiple. So the first reference they made was uh, it was a nothing scene that could have been cut honestly could have been cut of uh the main character going into like a basement or whatever with this sergeant don't don't reason to be in a basement they just needed to have a conversation somewhere and they were talking about you know basically the clan is not they're not going to achieve anything by burning stuff and being dicks trying to get into politics yeah and they're gonna they're gonna pass their agenda through legislation that there's going to be a guy who will eventually make it up to the White House who supports this type yeah. of behavior, and he was talking about Trump. Because according to this movie, and I, and we're looking at it from, you know, what is it, hindsight's twenty twenty. so we kind of know what the game plan was, or what the end result is, at least, maybe that wasn't the game plan, but David Duke's strategy was to run for elected office, legitimize himself, and not bring in people to the clan bring in bring people into a legislative version of the clan's agenda so they're kind of in the clan without being in the hoods and everything where you can and we've seen that you know i think we've pretty much seen that come to pass in the last whatever couple of years that the clan's agenda the white supremacist agenda is at the forefront and people are buying into it so a scene like that is definitely okay that's you know it's appreciated. It's not nuanced, though. Yeah. And it's fine. I'm not, I liked them. I, I liked the winks and the nods there. It made sense to me. To do. Yeah, that's not a wink and a nod. That but is no, a, you're right. that's that's a bludgeon. A, that's a, hey, look at this. But I'm glad like, it's in there. Like, there was a line in um, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation that Angela Bassett gave. It's like, you you use a scalpel, I prefer a hammer. That was in Fallout? Yeah, Fallout. You said Rogue Nation. Oh, sorry. I meant Fallout. Um, yes. <laughs> Spike Lee uses I don't know if he uses it. He just uses a sledgehammer yeah, or a like bigger, much bigger hammer, a wrecking ball to tell you this is what this is about. And I don't know. I appreciate somebody taking that stance. I guess I just I am the kind of person who prefers nuance. I don't, but I don't know how much how nuanced you can be with these kind of themes in a movie about black clans, uh, about a black guy infiltrating the Klansmen in you know the clan or whatever in 2018 i don't know how how you do that so you might as well just lean all the way into it and just kind of telegraph yet. what exactly you're saying I what do you think no you're right i think he did the best he could i don't know see here's the thing i don't know 
Spike Lee is a filmmaker, so... Right. I don't know if this is par for the course in his political movies, uh, or if he's... I mean, he did make Malcolm X. And Inside Man, from what I remember, had... Even though it had... like Kind of like this, even though it had a block... Not blockbuster, but like a commercial movie feel, there was definitely a political slant to it. But it, it felt much more slanty instead of this <laughs> in Inside Man. Like, it's a lot more subtle of sort of power structures and government and uh-huh. private commerce and stuff like that but you know this was obviously that to the nth degree of just like i said telegraphing everything which is fine um the other the other re- trump reference was um at one point they literally said make america great again <laughs> that was great i don't care what you it, it wasn't nuanced but that made me laugh i liked that a lot actually I'm sure it's, I'm Trump's not the first person to say "Make America Great Again." Ronald Reagan is. Oh, did he? Basically, like those words. I don't remember what his campaign slogan was in '80, but I think it was basically the same idea. Um, I'm just thinking, like from a like a logical perspective, I'm sure at some point. And in the past, somebody in the clan said, you know, we're going to make America great again. And, you know, I don't think that was the most unrealistic thing. And then America first, uh, towards the end. (laughs) They said that a lot. They did, they did. They chanted it. Yeah. Uh, What purpose does this movie serve? What purpose does this movie serve? Um, I think it's trying to bring forth the uh, racism that our current administration has. I think that's his main objective is to get people who might not recognize it to recognize it. But I don't know how many of those people are going to see this movie. That's the thing. I don't know. What, what do you think? I think it's definitely... It's a lot of preaching to acquire a little bit. And I think... But I do think that art... Sometimes you just you just have to make art and you don't really even need to care who sees it and in what context they see it. You just need to put your creative juices into something that reflects how you feel at the current time. And yeah, like you said... I don't. I can think of a couple of Trump people that, that I've encountered in some aspect, and I don't see any of them going to see Black Klansmen. They're just gonna look at it as a, you know, another liberal Hollywood propaganda, whatever. Black and Jews. yeah, even though it's a lot, it's a lot more than that. I think. I, I think it. It is. At risk of sounding just like a knob, but I think I'm right. Is that it's a the movie is has a correct viewpoint. It has a correct, not even opinion. It's just an observance of this virus or whatever you want to call it. That's just kind of taken hold of us, you know, ever since the country's inception. I mean, we're still talking about slavery and we're still talking about the three fifths compromise and stuff like that. It just it doesn't go away. And I think this. This is supposed. This movie is kind of supposed to show the form that it lives in in the current time, and 
and it portrays these people accurately i think i mean the guy the the fat guy the guy who was drunk in his first scene who was amazing in itanya by the way he's the same character in this movie yeah exactly he's the same guy eckhart sean eckhart shout out best movie best uh movie character probably 2017 loved him but truth be told that is pretty much a dead ringer for the kkk white supremacist demographic i mean you've seen we've seen the charlottesville rallies we've seen the you know the various figureheads to pop up they're all they're all kind of stupid droll just alcoholic know nothings from who gives a shit usa in just some small town where they have nothing to do with uh their dissatisfaction for their lives to where they have to find some minority to blame it on other than their own inadequacies and that guy you know that guy and all those guys you know some of them are kind of made out to be the ultimate machismo hunter guys but they're all for the most part pretty dim-witted and pretty pretty slow and i just i I think it's it's got to be cathartic too for a sense of to kind of see the less glorified version of um, you know what I think those kind of people I think this movie is trying to or, um, he's trying to make this movie the anti birth of a nation <laughs> because that move um, birth of a nation is all about how great the clan is and how awesome they are and how they're protecting everybody the first birth of a nation by the way not, not the, the one with that. Nate Parker one that doesn't exist <laughs> If you ever want to have fun, look at the uh, reviews for that movie on um, Letterboxd. Oh, really? I haven't People done are that. Pissed off at him. But. Art from artist. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, what was I saying? Uh, the original Birth of a Nation that came out in like 1910 or whenever. I should know that. Uh, 15, I think. That might be true. Was Yeah, it was all about how great clan was and there's a there's a really cool scene i get near the three-fourths of the way through the movie i don't even know where they're juxtaposing is that the right word i think juxtapositioning but juxtaposing juxtaposing also sounds sounds better yeah Um, syllables more clean they juxtapose a, a discussion or um a storytelling of how a black man was uh tortured and killed versus the clan watching Birth of a Nation which serves almost uh, to show how they perceive themselves versus how they really are I, I really enjoyed that one scene in particular yeah, it does dive into the sort of hero complex that some of the clan members have of you know they've actually do think they are superior and they think they see it as an objective truth instead of any sort of bias or uh, prejudice and it, it's just i mean shout out to all the actors for selling that so well i'm sure that they kind of all wanted to take a long hot shower after you know not just every day on set but every scene they just it's it's hard to be to get stuck in that mindset for so, so long shit that they say in this movie disgusting some of it 
Most of it. All of it? All of it. Just about everything any of the clan members says is just vile and just, repulsive. It is gross. But the fact of the matter is, some there are certain people, and you know, a Charlottesville rally worth of people could go to this and see it as something victim, uh, as see them as victims, and see them as being shown the, you know, being talked down to or whatever. And it's it's just it's tough, uh, annoying, really. The world we live in. Doesn't have to be. But it is. Make America love again. Oof. Boom! 2020. Merritt Redfield. Let's do it. Why am I the VP? Why wouldn't you be? Fair enough. <laughs> don't you want to just kind of hang out and I do, do nothing? I kind of want to hang out. I'll be like <laughs> Biden. I won't be like Pence. I won't be like a creep. Don't be like Pence. Never be like I'll Pence. Be more fun. In any context. And I won't be like Aaron Burr. I won't yeah. kill the Secretary of the Treasury. I mean, depending on who I pick as Secretary of Treasury, that might be one of your responsibilities. <laughs> I'm leaning toward Bernie Madoff, but we'll just have to... <laughs> That'd be great. Just cook the books, Burn. Pardon him. Yeah, I can do that. My first act is the president. Honestly, I'm surprised Trump hasn't pardoned Madoff yet. Listen, he's a great guy. I'm not saying that he doesn't, like, he would care at all about Bernie Madoff, but just as far as, I mean, Trump's M.O. seems to be do, to do the worst things he possibly can do, so it's like, pardoning Bernie Madoff seems like it should be pretty high on the list. Yeah. Because, like, he's a, he's a guy that's universally just despised and hated, so, you know. Trump's got to love him. Exactly. Or he just wants to get a reaction out of people. He's like, I wonder what will happen if I pardon Bernie Madoff. Let's, Let's see. Let's give it a shot. Wait, I gotta ask Kim what she thinks first, though. Oh yeah, always got to run it by, by uh, by the Kardash. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, Topher Grace killed it. So good. Adam Driver killed Amazing. it. Amazing. Great hair. He does have great hair. It's long, but it's not like distracting, and he it it looks good long. With his beard and stuff, though. Yeah, he does. He does. But I mean, if he did cut his, if he cut, cut, if he didn't have his beard, he'd just be Kylo Ren, so it'd be weird. Exactly. I just wish he could do the full beard, not just the like. That's if I grew my facial hair out, I would have pretty similar facial hair to Adam Driver, and like he doesn't, he doesn't have the face for that. The mask from V for Vendetta. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely I like this. You know, one of the f- fun things about Star Wars and blockbusters in general is that the people that are in it do get creative, do get like the freedom to make interesting stuff that maybe normally wouldn't get made without them in it. Um, it's just kind of a repeating cycle. You get a supporting role in a superhero movie or the lead role in something else and then you do these kind of smaller things that people say, oh, Adam Driver's in it. People like Adam Driver and I, I really like the choices that he's made so far. I know you really like Patterson. I loved Patterson. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. I have not. Talk and about a slice of life movie. That is... I love that. Oh, my gosh. I, I have no reason to love that movie as much as I do. It looks sad. On paper, it's boring as hell. Isn't he a poet? Yeah, it's good. Poets are the worst, though. You should watch it. He's, like, not an asshole, though. He's, like, the nicest guy in the entire world in that movie. But poets. But his wife is the worst. But poetry. Poetry is beautiful, dude. 
Poetry not, like, I don't, we have music. Why do we need poetry anymore? Just set the poetry to music. You have a song. Boom. Normal poetry? Not fun. Don't enjoy it. You haven't found the right poet yet. Will you write some poetry? Will I write some poetry? Yeah. Sure. Cool. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, yeah, Driver Killed It. Um, no, no, no other big names I can think of. Oh, the music. Good music. Both in songs and original yeah, score. That main was, guitar riff was cool. It was real cool. And it was used sparingly. And that helps the movie. I didn't understand the arrest scene at the very end. When they arrested that cop. Why not? I don't know. Like, it, it just sort of happened. I was like, oh, yeah. He, I remember when he was That's a dick. That's another ending. They, that could have been cut. That was unnecessary. Yeah. I just... <laughs> the ba- the backstory is that uh, um, at the speech that the main cop, uh, the main character goes to, they have this speaker come, and on the, the speaker and some of the other or- the organizers of this club, on their way back to the hotel, they get s- stopped by a bunch of cops, and, you know, who are, you know, racist, racist. cops and assholes and everything, and this main particular cop... Uh, sort of was a dick kind of throughout the movie and people were like, ah, it's nothing you can do about it. He's just kind of a dick. And then later in the movie, the main character's wearing a wire while he hears the other cop talking about all the awful things that he's done and then they just arrest him. And it's like, what changed? One less racist cop. No, like, what changed in their investigation? Like, uh, did they just need it on tape? Like, couldn't yeah, they have done that a million... Their ah, investigation whatever. was over. It was, an, it, it was an unnecessary scene where you could have done something earlier in the movie to, you know, get rid of him and not just do the... Not return to the king again they all over the place. To the rough, roughly, they return to the king bit. That's about a half return to the king. Approximately. Did he end up with that girl at the end? Or did they break up? I'm not sure what happened. At the end? No, the end was weird. They get it. They're at home in their apartment. He says he's not going to quit the force. And she's, you know, she wants him to. And then they get a knock on the door. They both get their guns. Knock on the door, mind you. They both get their guns. And then they go out into the hall. And they, like, float across the hallway towards a window. Yeah, then towards a window, and then you see a bunch of clan members burning a lowercase t, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then the camera zooms in on one of their eyes, and it goes to another ending. I think it, it went to the, sh- the IRL Charlottesville to, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which that shot of the clansman looking at the cross with the burn in his eye. Yeah. I will bet you fifty dollars that. That's gonna show up on the one perfect shot uh, Twitter page. What doesn't show up on the one perfect shot Twitter page? That is the most asinine Twitter account related to film in the history of the world. I hate it so much. Silhouettes don't make don't equal good lighting. Landscapes and countrysides and mountains and oceans do not make good cinematography. Pick something else. A, a lowercase t reflecting in a guy's eye. Did okay. You not see the revenant. I did see the revenant. Do you not like that one? It's fine. I don't know. I'm not. It's not my thing. You don't like that direction.
director. I don't like that director. Because you're racist. No, I just have a blood feud with Alex, whatever, Alejandro, Gonzalez, and Aritu. He, I want to fight to the death with him. That'd be a fun watch. I'd watch that. I'd win. I doubt it. I'm younger. I'm spry. He's bigger than you. Not, I mean... I actually don't know what he looks like. He's pretty scrawny, if I remember. He's actually built pretty well. He'd probably break me in half. Sad. I don't understand why you want to fight. That's exactly what he sounds I like. I to make art. <laughs> he doesn't make art. He makes trash. Well, fuck off. Birdman's awful. Birdman's a great movie. Birdman is a terrible movie. You're just an asshole. Birdman's bad. Your movie opinions are bad. Mine are the best. Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again forever. Film. Film. Birdman, not even a film. Content. Not even content. Hell. What's below content? Nothing. A void of creativity. It's just the greatest showman. Yes. I hate those movies equally. That's sad. It's the truth, though. But Black Klansman. Uh, any other? What other scenes uh, did you did you enjoy? I. You know what? I think they missed an opportunity with the reveal scene at the end. With him, when he revealed who he was to David Duke, because okay. he just David Duke kind of, just kind of sat there, and he didn't make he like you could obviously see on his face how distraught, distraught and like wait what just happened like his world was flipped upside down, but like then then he hung up and it cut away and like this movie isn't based on a real th- thing as far as I know. It's based on a book. Based on a book. Oh, it is. Yeah. Ah. Don't you remember at the beginning in the drive speak. Oh, I thought that was just a joke. No. Oh, okay. Or it was adapted from a book, so I don't know. Yeah. That's one of the That's one of the downsides of my trying to go into movies blind is that sometimes I come into our conversations not as knowledgeable as I should be. Like but a moron. That's all right. I don't I for this one in particular I wanted to go in relatively blind cuz I I knew the main premise. I so I didn't want to, you know, I want to so let I myself saw exactly one trailer for this movie. I don't even know if I saw a trailer. Once. No, I did, because it's Topher Grace. What did I see at the... What did I see? Oh, I saw 8th grade, and it was in front of 8th grade. Ah, it's a good spot for it. Um, I don't know, I just think they could have gotten more out of that reveal, because that's the biggest reveal of the movie, really. And, I don't know. Uh, character you hated the most? Probably... say either the fat guy or Felix. I would go with the wife. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, I don't like her. I didn't like her at all. Like, to, to his credit, they Duke is, a, seems like a relatively nice guy in times. Like, he commends the, the <laughs> he commends the main character on his professionalism, despite the fact that he's a black bodyguard for a noted white nationalist, and then he actually let, takes a picture with him. Which I thought was very surprising. It seemed out of character, but I was like, okay, there's some humanity left in there. But she was just, oh my gosh, she was the worst. Awful. And not even she's like a in the in a Dolores Umbridge kind of way where she just seems, she's a I don't know if she seems or she is or is trying to be so sweet on the outside, just like your run of the mill, kind of mid thirties wife or whatever. But there's just such a rotten core inside of her, where she's, she's yelling, like she's cheering at uh, during birth, birth of a nation at the times where 
most people would be crying and she's just losing her mind, the excited. Worst part about her doing in that scene? What? Reading the title cards. Screaming what was ever on screen, what was ever written on the screen. That's true. Let me enjoy my own movie, please. I'm trying to create my own experience. I want to be, no, I don't, I'm not going to say that. Yikes. Uh, let's see, what else? So who was the better actor in this, um, Topher Grace or Adam Driver? Honestly, I'm, I'm predisposed to answer Adam Driver for any variation of that question. There are very few cases in which I will not choose Adam Driver over another actor or actress, so I'll go Adam Driver. What about you? Yeah, me too. But continuing our conversation from last week, I'm just, that was last week, massively impressed at Topher Grace's career. Yeah. He is, um, a lot better than maybe deserves to be. And I think, I, 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 I commend think him for that. I think he's proving himself right. with these these things that he keeps making. He keeps showing up when you don't expect him to. But you're glad he's there. I am. Like an interstellar. I'll tell you what. I think he could do Sorkin. I think he could do Sorkin. I really do. I think he could, that, that, would, that could be his breakout, is if he plays... Uh, somebody in a Sorkin movie because he's got the diction for it, I think. Oh, absolutely. And there is, there is a rhythm to the way he speaks, and there is something. There's something there. I was just like, okay. I'm like, I'm trying to imagine him as Wardo in Social Network, or he played Steve Jobs and Job, Steve Jobs. His face is too wide for that, I think. Where you, you know, Fassbender's does have a similar kind of general shape. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Jobs was from somewhere, I think Syria, I believe. He was a, yeah, he's a Syrian refugee or adoptee or something like that. And Fassbender's, you know. German. Uh, Irish, I believe. No. I, no, yeah, I think you're right. So, uh, Northern European, let's just say. In German. But he does have a very kind of Middle Eastern shaped face and head, which is good. But I don't, I'm, yeah, I, I agree. Topher's. On the upswing, I can't. I'm excited to see what he does next. And Give me my toe for Grace of Sounds, please. That's true. That is true. Um, he is the prime example for rebuilding your career after being in an awful sitcom. Sorry, Josh, but that '70s show is not that bad. I've seen it recently. After not seeing it since I was like, I don't know, 15, 16, and the entire series like a year ago. It's rough, man gets rough the first like the middle seasons are pretty good but no, but they just kind of keep telling the same jokes that is true oh, my. we get high kelso's dumb jackie is a bitch hide is a rape wait what uh, yeah red's grouchy kitty's all over the place i don't know i i just three camera three camera sitcoms are not my thing fair enough and that one is just very and, fall, and really falls apart towards the end where everybody's just leaving. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Black Klansman? I think it's an important movie. And I think my analysis of that one scene is by far the smartest thing I've ever said on this podcast. So, oh, which one was that? About the birth of a nation. And oh, yeah, yeah. The anti-birth of 
retire, I think. Okay, well, that's how I enjoy retirement. On, on a smart note. <laughs> Just kidding. What are we watching next week? I don't know. Um, don't know. <coughs> Anything for you? I would say it's important as well. Uh, it's definitely going to be an impactful movie for a lot of people who've experienced similar things and believe similar things and all that. And then to the people who don't, you know, think the KKK got some things right, they're not. I don't think they're going to be particularly swayed by it. But I don't think that's the intention of the movie. It's not. If you believe in the KKK and all that. It's going to take a lot more than a movie to change your mind. It's going to take a real change of heart. So, um, you know, but this will be waiting for you once you're ready for it, I guess. Uh, maybe a little overhyped, um, but I can definitely see why people are taking, getting so much out of it. Because there is a lot to, a lot to take. But just a little bit too heavy-handed and a little bit too sloppy on the director, directing and writing front, um, just for me. And yeah, oh, did you notice that a lot of shots repeated? No. They showed pe- people doing the same thing twice. Like there was a scene, I think, where he answered the phone and he did it twice, or picked up the phone, or called the phone, or something like that. There was a couple. Mo- there was a few moments like that where I just noticed. It. I was like, "What? Why are you doing that?" Notice that. Yeah. The editing was also a little rough too. The editing didn't bother me in this one. Interesting. I was enthralled with the story. I, I loved the story. It was really interesting. Why don't you, uh... Grade it up. Give it a little grade, Mason. Mm, I'll do an 8. I was gonna do an 8. Yikes. Double 8s. 8s all around. Crazy 8s. What are these people doing at 1.18 in the morning? I don't like this. I don't like this. They have nice backpacks, though. So good for them. Uh, watching, reading, listening to. Throw one at me. Just rewatch Red Dawn. <laughs> Wolverine. Did I make watch Red Dawn? Did I make you watch that? Yeah. I liked it. I love that movie. I... That, that, be, that first five minutes, though, really messes me up. There is no context of that movie. They just throw they you just into... just go right at it. It's nuts. And it's not like throwing you into something, you know banal or whatever it's like the russians have invaded and you need to give me time to like process that and lead into it a little bit one of these days we ought to do a full episode of that because i have some things to say and i we'll do it when putin leaves office so never (laughs) i i just i thoroughly enjoy that movie full well knowing it's propaganda Speaking of thoroughly, Thoroughbreds. Best that? movie ever? No, I did not watch it. I watched Ready Player One for the third time I since tried. it's come out. I don't know why. Yeah. I said in my letterbox review, it's a good movie to have on while you're like doing yeah. chores. Yeah. Like I was full I was like folding a bunch of clothes and packing and all that and I just needed something on because I'm second a person and it's fine to have on sometimes, but it just it it upsets me so much. They just they love <laughs> I, I don't understand the appeal of pop culture references. I may never understand it, but this movie is just especially aggravating. And like, oh yeah, we're referencing Buck Rubanzai. It's like okay, cool. I don't even know what that is. 
it's a bad 80s movie that people glorified because it's from the 80s and oh, everybody's dumb I miss the cold war same this, this, this current war with North Korea is way too spicy um, and yeah Ready Player One that's about it I've read a cup. I've read a few more chapters of Red Rising. I love it. It's good so far. I I'm waiting for t- for it to take the turn. What was the last thing that happened? Jeez. Oh, um, spoilers. His wife died recently. Okay. And what's the last thing? He got something. He received something. I don't know. The I, I I. The flower. Maybe. Blossom. Maybe. Um. I read it before I go to bed, so, so I'm not, I'm all hazy on the details. It turns about to come. Okay. Shit's about to get nuts. Does it involve 2018's Thoroughbreds? Yeah. Whoa. It's Olivia Cook. She's like, hi Darrow. Darrow, it's such a dumb name. It's a good name. Fuck Stupid off. name. Stupid name that only dumb people like. Um. All right. So that'll do it. Did you give one? Red Dawn. Oh yeah, yeah. Red Dawn. Cool. Uh, that'll do it, and I'm not sure what we're going to be, I'm back there by the way, so you can just pull off, <laughs> uh, not sure we're going to talking about next week, life's kind of crazy for me, so we might take a, cu- a week or so off, I think, but we'll reconnect at some point, Predator is coming soon, and other things, so, until next time, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter, leave an iTunes review please five stars and cinemapolis please pay us <laughs> even though i won't be coming to your theater for a little while but still pay us anyways in good faith how about that <laughs> so cody goodbye take it easy get on my car okay.